righty, welcome to the show for another indie filmmaking expose. We got writer and director and actress Victoria Bell here to talk about her new movie, Heir to the Witch, which is now streaming on Freebie and Tubi. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me here. Anytime. Uh, so I knew the minute I saw all these other recent interviews, you know, that this was not going to be easy to suffice. You know, you are on a personal mission to kind of sum up kind of personal fears and put it in a fictional storyline. It's it's just all very, this is a very personal mission that you got. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I think in art, we have to be very honest and talk about things that are, even if they're shame, even if it's painful, mm -hmm. we have to. That's the only way it's worth it to literally put art in front of the people. If it's yep. not in your heart, then don't waste your time. If you're not doing art for the fact that you're completely in love, madly in love with art, then don't do it. If you if you think filmmaking is glamorous and it's fun, well, it's not. It's a lot of hard work and you have to be really committed to it and really in love with it in order to stay committed and, and be in it for a long time frame, for a life, hopefully. Guys, yeah, well, couldn't say it better myself. I just know what you're in for. Uh, so uh, you've, you've done so many different uh, short films, and uh, uh, including the short The Big Blind, which ended up being part of the anthology horror film Drive-In Grindhouse. Yes. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about these other projects? Yeah, so um, the short films for me were more like um, preparation for the feature film so i i took them all very seriously and i actually invested my own money in it i'll put a team together and i'll write a script and then i will be the actress in it directed sometimes you know i wouldn't act in it um but in the big blind i was hired as an actress uh i it was not my project per se i was an actress hired on another project but most of my short films that i've done um it was where I would I would explore a part of a story that I would gladly make it in a feature film. It's a story mm -hmm. that every movie, it can be potentially expanded into a feature film, but I tried to contract it and make only the, the, the guts and the heart of it, right? Like the really most important part of it to see if I can, one, stay under a constricted schedule and budget and, and time frame and still put a good story out there. And it was a really good preparation for me as an actor, as a director and writer, because it allowed me to, on a smaller scale, to be able to see if I can actually conduct such projects where you are in charge of a group, of a team, and you have to be part of every, every department from scheduling to catering to actors yes. to everything, because you have to make sure that everyone does their job and for everyone to do their job you have to know what their job is and yep. be able to complete it yourself and then make sure they're doing it the right way and in that process I learned a lot you know I've learned a lot with people who are also learning and build a community and I build a community of friends and family in the film industry that are good connection and close friendships where I can rely on the, those people and where I can um, I know that I can go 
to them and say, hey, we're making a movie. This is our budget. Let's figure it out. You know, and it's and it's, right. a, it's more of a, a mission for a whole team together versus me alone in it. Wonderful. Uh, did you go to any universities uh, for filmmaking or acting studies? So no, uh, I've done um, I've done classes in acting. I took acting classes and acting coaching uh, for many years. But mm -hmm. in terms of writing and directing, I have not. I've only started doing classes after I finished my first feature film, Era of the Witch. Um, yep. because I realized because a short film is such a smaller scale, hard, hard work, right? And when you have a feature film where you have over a hundred people in your team, only then you realize how much more work and the heavy of the production yes. actually gets. <laughs> and I realized how many things I did not know. And I've learned a lot in making the movie Era of the Witch. But then I, I realized I need to have proper training. So after finishing Air the program at uh, the UCLA school, and I've also signed up for a TV writing program with a very good school in LA also that it's equal to an MFA in writing. So that is actually helping me to figure out the proper way or the official by the book how to say how to make a movie although i think i still believe that the best way to learn how to make a movie is to just jump in get your hands dirty make mistake fail learn and then do it again and again until you learn this skill and you know your style you yeah. create your team and then you know what you're doing by being hands-on with the experience on it but i also you know i approve and i agree that whatever path a filmmaker chooses that's good for them if you want to go by you know invest a lot of money into a school that's great too if you want to go the the proper the you know the experience way that's good too um but just put in your heart in it and know that there is a lot of hard work into this in this industry i love not just this optimism but just the whole just get it done have no regrets about it and find other ways to just learn some tips and tricks instead of just getting soaking in the happiness or angst of the result. Just keep doing a little, a few changes here and there. I love this. Thank you. Uh, uh, so uh, who were some of your icons growing up and did you have any good support from family and friends who realized that, uh, this was uh, of interest to you getting into film? Um, well, not, my family is still trying to figure out what I'm doing. You know, they're very proud of me. <laughs> following my It's hard to explain, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, because to them, they're, you know, they want me to be safe and in, in a job that will provide me a paycheck, a weekly paycheck. They want to make sure that I am, so to speak, have a job and, and there's nothing safe. Safety is an illusion. You know, we all die. That's a certainty we all know. And what do you do from that, from this moment moving forward? What do you do with your life and your heart and this time, which is so valuable? It's a gift. And, you know, we can choose to, to spend it any other way we want to. This is our choice. Yep. Whatever choice we make, we have to be completely okay with it. And 
you know, our choices may not lead to the results we always want, but you still have to give your best and you still have to show up for it every day. Um, and I, you know, I sent to my family articles and, and reviews and the, how people receive the movie and my hard work and they're, they're appreciative and they're supporting me, but they're still somewhere think that it's been a hobby for so long. And only now they realize that I'm actually in it deep and I, I love it. And it's not necessarily, um, the, the payoff of it, right? Like I'm, I'm not in a place where, and, and this is a, a still beginning of a journey, of course. Um, but it's, I can't say that it's definitely something that it will make you rich or will make you famous. Well, you don't know what the outcome will be of any movie you put out there. But what you have to be okay with it is that what you get from just putting your heart and work and actually putting, creating work, creative work to put it out in the world, that adds in enough a big payoff for you mm-hmm. that everything else is extra. So I look at everything, every project that I make, I look at it as an output, an outpour of love and dedication and creativity as a gift to the world. And anything else that comes after that is a gift. And I, I don't take it personally. You know, the audience can receive it or may not. My family may love it or not. My friends may support it or not. It's not my business to convince people of my own passion and my own desire and deep desires that are in my heart. It is my duty to follow that desire. If God put that flame in my heart that there is a spark that I need to follow it, then that is my duty towards myself and to the humanity to bring forward what's burning deeply inside me that it is so needing to come out to to put out stories to impact people to um to move them right that is the biggest impact we can leave if you move someone and what's the greatest way to do that than to do it through the medium of film of storytelling uh, a medium that will be here forever right we'll both be gone but movies created now will be here as long as there will be technology to show them. And, and that right. is a legacy. And that is a legacy that I am aiming to create and put everything I have in it. That That is just very poignant. And, and it is kind of, what, what do you think would be some good ways to just kind of remind people about what, uh, uh, just how filmmaking is a very you know time-consuming thing. You don't always get the best payoff, but it's very intriguing. In all fairness, but you have to have the right mindset. And have you ever had to kind of do you have your personal checklist of what you look for on a movie set now, based off this experience? Oh, of course. If I could go back in time and redo Air of the Witch, oh my God, I will do so many more things better. But that's always right in hindsight. You look at it like, oh, if I knew then what I know now and the experiencing the knowledge, but I didn't. It was my first feature film. I've done it during the COVID-19 and it was a, a world of chaos. We encounter so many challenges during filming and post-production and pre-production. 
And I have to be okay. And I'm actually very grateful and I'm very pleased with the outcome of the movie. And I have to tap myself on the shoulder and say, this is okay. This is, you know what? This is pretty great, Victoria, for, for the circumstances and the limitations I've had. We actually put a pretty great movie out there and I'm very proud of it. And now looking back and, you know, in my next movie, oh my God, I have so many things that I'll make sure it's in place. And the biggest takeaway is make sure your money goes on the screen, right? Like you make sure that the talent is the best, the makeup, special effects, the set design, that whatever you're going to see on the screen, it has to be pleasing, it has to be exciting, it has to be cool, entertaining, and different. Bring your own style in it. And really pay attention to that, you know, as a filmmaker. Like, you can put so much thought into details, and, and all the details are important because it creates, you know, a story. But you have to just see, like, you know, what is what is the audience going to see through that window when the screen? What are they actually capturing? Are they receiving what I'm trying to put out there? Is the full story, my intent of my story, is it captured? And if it's not, make sure you do. Um, but yeah, I've learned so much. And I'm so excited for the next project. And I'm excited. I'm eager to go into the next movies. Okay. Uh, so there's always a bunch of things to look for on a film set. And it's been, we've found out numerous times that, you know, it, you you shouldn't get caught up in how much the budget is just pretty much just value your time there's everything from uh just you know does the helms person you know have a uh, you know shot list or uh line production or even just a story bunch of storyboards and if you've gotten past the whole vision part you know uh, regardless of whether it's their first movie or not, do they know the unwritten rules? Like actors don't tell directors how to direct and vice versa. Directors don't tell actors how to act. You know, there's yeah. a way. I, I, every once in a while I encounter it uh, on an indie film set and I'm like, okay, this is amateur hour. You know, like you don't you don't tell people how to do their job. You you make a request, you know. <laughs> but yeah. It's I interesting. Agree. But it's, you know, you live and learn. Because I used to be on student sets, on student film sets. Oh, wow. Another, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I would volunteer. I would go to the school of film uh, when I lived in Michigan and then here in uh, North Carolina. No way. Oh. I would go to student films and be like, hey, let me We're just, uh, Michigan. Okay. Or oh. So I would go to student film sets and I would ask to volunteer to help. And it would be in any department. It would be in the crew department or it could be as an actor. Many times it was like a team effort, right? And, and it was like, what should we do in this shot? Or how should we sh set up this shot? And in, in those type of environments, I found it more welcoming for ideas. And I would often offer an idea that it will cut in time into filming something and getting your point across faster and be more impactful. And after that happening, and they will listen to that idea and they will film it. And sure enough, it would be really good and really great on, on screen. And then after hearing that, that several times my feedback has been received well, and they mm -hmm. implied it and they actually filmed it the way I, and again, that was 
a request, you know, it was an invitation. Yeah. They took your and notes. I, so after I realized that that my opinions and my feedback is really well received and taken to consideration and applied, I, I, that's when the thought came to me, I could do this. You know, <laughs> I could actually do this myself. And I got the boldness and the courage to create my own team and make short, short, tiny projects. Uh, but then it escalated to bigger projects. You know, I've done a short film that um, we invested quite a lot of money in. We put, we flew actors from um, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and from New York City, and we did the score in Las Vegas. And uh, we spent close to twenty k on a short film, which is oh wow, considered amount for a short film. Um, it is. Yep. But it, it was a great investment because. One, the movie did really good and it's a really great story. But secondly, I show that I'm committed to this. I'm not just going to make short films that you just, you know, put your phone out and make a, a movie. I am actually committed where I'm going to put in a whole team together and I'm going to make sure it's done properly. And and um, and that is a, a great platform to start with, right? Like start with short films i encourage that to everyone like you we all have stories to tell we all can tell stories just have the courage to do it and not to gatekeep but it's like if you can't handle making 20 minutes interesting what makes you think you can sustain you know an hour to you know two hours you know it's interesting having to format that for people it's like okay well maybe you'd be good at doing just festival shorts and music videos, or maybe you could do an hour of TV. But yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting how people have to get comfortable in whatever medium they're at versus where they end up. It's very intriguing. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, any books or tutorials or? Anything else that you'd recommend for others trying to get into various uh, entertainment projects? Uh, oh my God, there is so much out there. It depends. Save the cats one. <laughs> right. If, if we're talking about writing, yes. If we're talking about acting, there's a complete different. Um, I have in my own library, I have hundreds, no joke, hundreds of books. And, and they're all very great. You know, I can't recommend one over another. I would say start with The Artist. Um, that's a book that just kind of ignites the desire to create and giving you the courage to create and make creative work and be bold enough to give yourself that permission to come forward as, an, as a creative person. Um, but in terms of writing, yes, yeah, Save the Cat is really great. Uh, the Story... Um, it's called story, I believe, um, creating characters. Oh gosh, there's so many. I could just look at my phone and look on my tablet. Um, <laughs> but there is so many in it. And you know, this is the thing. We're in a world where there's so much knowledge and information out there. When I have people writing me in my inbox and saying, what should I do? Where should I start? Please tell me. And And, and I went to... Gently say, if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. There's so much information out there online and on YouTube and on libraries. You know, you can go to a library, get um, a, a free card and just 
read books. If you really want to know, the knowledge is there. We have no excuse to make except just making excuses. So if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. If you want to be a good writer, if you want to be a good director, an actor, and guess what happens when you get good enough? People notice you and you will get there. You know, mm -hmm. there's people say, well, how are they going to find me? Where, who's going to discover me? Don't worry, put in the work, put in the work and you will get there. Because if you do every single day, something towards your goal, you will get there. You want to make sure when an opportunity comes to you, you're prepared and ready. You don't come up with a million excuses that, oh, I don't, I don't have connections. You know, I don't have experience. I don't have the knowledge. I didn't know anything about filmmaking and the true sense of filmmaking when I made Ear of the Witch. I had a deep desire and I figured it out on the way. Every single question and every single challenge and wall I got into it, I found a bigger desire in me to break through that wall and make it on the other side. And I had no clue how I was going to do it, but I knew, I knew I'll get it done. And no matter what challenges I faced, I pushed through. And, and that alone, it's a powerful force to have in you as a human, where yeah. you can encourage a whole team, where you can tell everyone to stay positive and really push forward to give their best after 12 hours of work on a production, you know, after doing that for a month, everybody gets exhausted, everybody gets tired and and they forget their aim and the goal that we're trying to make a great picture. But if you have that force inside you, you will stay committed and you will encourage your team day in and day out. No matter what happens, you will stay committed because you know where you're going. And, and excuses is not, there's no place here for excuses. Uh, yeah there are times where people make excuses and it's like oh guys there's yes and there's everything else yeah i mean it's it's a way of coping with our own inner self-sabotaging right we all have those um it's normal it's part of human nature but what we have inside of us inside of all of us is that powerful force our soul that's here to do more. And as long as you listen to that inner voice and you show up every day with courage and with resilience and you are committed, you have to be committed to it, then you'll get there. We don't have to know how, we don't have to know the how, we just have to show up every day and the, the, the journey will unfold for us. Totally. Supposed to take it naturally as opposed to force it. <laughs> uh, so uh, anything else you'd care to plug or promote? Um, yeah, so Air of the Witch now is available on all streaming platforms. It is yep. now free on Tubi, on um, Freevee, I believe, on uh, Flex, yep. all, all platforms, on YouTube, Amazon, Apple, all um, if you want to rent it or buy it, you know, it's available on Amazon or Apple or YouTube. And on the other platforms, it's available for free if you're watching the, <laughs> the advertising. Uh, but whatever you're watching, Air of the Witch, it's H-E-I-R of the Witch. 
uh, please let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. It's Era the Witch or Facebook or either to host a private screening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or on my um on my website, airofthewitch.com. And let me know your thoughts. You know, it took a lot of effort and I put literally my heart into this movie. And I want to know feedback and I want to know what's the audience thoughts and opinions on it. It's a thriller horror film, so it has story in it. It's not just gore and blood. There's a story behind it. So I incorporated that because as a creator, I think story has to stay at the at the center of a movie. And then the, all the other details. Um, so please watch it. Let me know your thoughts. And then I uh, hope to stay in touch with all of you because I have other movies coming out that I'm working that are in pre-development right now. One of them is a psychological thriller and another mm. movie is a romantic comedy. So completely different from horror or thriller, um, but it's my my palette, so to speak, for filmmaking, it's vast. I love all stories, all genres, and all movies that are real good movies that have a, a center of a heart in it, that's a story, and it has great characters. So that's what I aim to do, is to bring my own style in my filmmaking, where I'm marrying my own background, my culture from Eastern Europe, and then the culture of Hollywood that I've learned and I've experienced by living here. So in that aspect, I want to bring my own view and my own taste in filmmaking. And I hope that all of you who's from everywhere watching the movies and follow me along, I hope to get in touch with you all and to uh, please your eyes and your heart with more stories and more movies. Lovely. Uh, thank you for having this fascinating chat and just very uh, spiritual uh, material that you're sharing with the world. And hopefully it, I do hope it connects with other people, especially the kind of material you're discussing here, you know, fear of the paranormal, fear of just personal fears. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the storytelling is, is it's complex, right? We can't, yeah. Box it in an area. We have to be open to just break all the walls and just share uh, the deepest parts of ourselves. And that's what I aim to do in every part of story. I put a piece of my own personal experiences. I put a piece of my heart and well, I put all of my heart in it. <laughs> I just give it to you all, all of you, the audience just have my heart because uh, you deserve it. Lovely. Okay. Well, Stay safe out there and Godspeed to you. Thank you to you too. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a good Anytime. night. You got it. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world 
and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a